Yeah, this is our first show, um, and I'm excited to do it. We've been covering MMA for years at Sports Chat Place and Pick Dogs, at, and uh, especially at Sports Chat, we've been covering it for a really long time, but we've never really gone in-depth. We've kind of just covered it from a, an article pick level, and then during COVID, we covered it a bit on the live show, but we just did it with our regular handicappers, but now we have real MMA experts in, in Brad and Payne, and I'm really excited to have them. Brad, you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, and uh, welcome to the Pick Dogs family. I, I appreciate it, Mitch. So yeah, my name is Brad Francis, been a huge sports fan my whole life, uh, met Payne back in college. Um, you know, one thing we shared a passion in is MMA, watch every fight together, always talk about it, so... Uh, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I love to do. So I'm excited to be on the team and uh, give you guys some winners. How about you, Payne? What do you, what do you want to say to uh, our pick dogs, uh, to the uh, dog pound out there? Well, first and foremost, thank you for all of our viewers. Thank you, everyone that's watching and has tuned in. Um, we've gotten a lot of supports in the comments on Facebook and likes on the posts. So we really appreciate that. And I'm just so excited for the UFC to come back. It's been a while. Well, I'll tell you what gets everyone else excited in our Pick Dogs audience. We love winning bets. So you put us on winners, believe me, you'll be welcomed with open arms by our entire community. <laughs> um, you know, we, we, we cover, you know, the people that are just only bet on one sport here and there. Or we have, you know, we have other people. Yeah, they got us picking on anything. They'll pretty much bet on anything. And I, I probably fall into the ladder. But uh, we've got a full card from Fight Island. Um, Seventh Fight Island card. Of course, the Fight Island was created during the COVID stoppage to uh, have a facility for, to have the fights in kind of an uh, almost like the NBA bubble is kind of like the idea of it, right? Where it's like they made this island and well, they bought an island, right, to have these fights and the fighters are basically quarantined on the island. So there's still cancellations and there's been a couple in this on this card, but. Um, the bulk of them have gone through without a hitch, and uh, we'll just get right into it. If that's what you guys want, you guys want to do, yeah, that's good. With let's, that. do let's, let's do it. it. The first fight we've got Jason Kilburn and Austin Lingo going at it. Kilburn plus one seventy six. I'm seeing Lingo at minus one minus uh, one twenty. Wait, no, no, two minus two twenty. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, so this is going to be a good fight. Um, both these guys are young in their career. They both lost their UFC, UFC debut. So I think they come out here swinging. I think they want to prove um, to everyone that they belong in the UFC. Uh, so Kilburn's last four fights didn't go the distance. Five out of eight of uh, Lingo's fights didn't go the distance. So I think the value pick here is the under two and a half rounds at plus 100. I think these boys are going to come out and um, get things started quick. So I expect a knockout here. Go, uh, take the under two and a half rounds. So the under for Brad in the Kilburn Lingo fight. As for you, Payne? Uh, so Kilburn's, this is a featherweight bout, and Kilburn's 8-3-0 right now. Um, he was dominated by feather, featherweight Billy Q in his last bout. And a type of fight like that really makes you wonder, how is he going to bounce back from that? You know, his strengths are his footwork, his speed, his unpredictability, and his submission defense. But unfortunately for his submission defense, he has to defend the submission a lot because he gets caught there a lot. Um, he does have a steel chin, though, and his ground game and his takedown defense is just god-awful. Um, Austin Lingo comes in as a minus-226 favorite. Um, he lost his debut as well and was dominated by featherweight Yusuf Zalal in his last bout. Um, he needs to make a statement after he lost not only his first professional bout, but his first fight in the UFC. Um, so my pick is Lingo should be able to absolutely dominate this fight, but there's no value betting on him as a minus-227 favorite. 
Um, so I would definitely go with the prop bet. Austin Lingo wins by decision or technical decision plus 160. Okay, so for Brad, it's the under. And for Payne, he is on Lingo. For our second fight, it looks like one of these fights where it's kind of like you got to win um, because Sarah Morris comes in at 6-7, and seven, Vanessa Mello at 10-8. and eight. Um, You know, I, I'm no uh, UFC expert. As a matter of fact, I'm not even close. Um, I don't know much about it at all. I'm kind of just here facilitating the show. But I can tell you um, they're not going to keep people around that are not competitive. And, uh, you know, you don't, you don't want someone with a big losing record. So, Brad, what do you think on this one? Morris taking Morris at six and seven, taking on Mello. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. Um, it's very rare to see someone in the USC with a negative record. And I totally agree. If Sarah Morris wants to keep her USC contract, she has to win this fight. Um, to her credit though, she has fought some better, uh, competition, um, I, I think she has a better ground game than Vanessa Mello and just an all around better fighter. So I am going to go Sarah Morris, even though she has that six and seven record. Um, and I'm going to take her via decision at minus minus one ten. Uh, this is probably the fight I'm least excited about. I may make my breakfast, uh, during this one, but, uh, take more, take Morris, uh, via decision on this one, minus one ten. So, you know, I'm looking at the odds on this and one thing, you know, is someone as a better, you know, and not as a, uh, I'm writing down the picks cause I'm, might have a little action on this later on, but uh, the <laughs> the the thing about this is as a as a sports handicapper and a sports better, I see six and seven against ten and eight, and I see six and seven as minus two and a quarter here. You know, it's like maybe they want her, her to win. Maybe and I maybe mean, that's a thought process here. People thinking they want her to win that they are going to put her in in a winnable spot, and uh, yeah. you know not all ten and eights and six and sevens are equal. Yeah. Sarah's fought some good girls, so I think that's going to help her in this fight. How about you, Payne? What do you think? So Sarah's, the only thing that's uh, making me questionable is about Sarah is her awkward striking. It's extremely awkward, and she also struggles landing takedowns against high-level wrestlers. Fortunately for her, Vanessa Mello is not a high-level wrestler, and Mello has proven that once she's on her back, she has a really hard time getting up. Um, as you mentioned, Mitch, both of these fighters are currently at a crossroad and are potentially fighting for their jobs. Um, with the UFC rapidly making cuts, and it seems like every day a new fighter is getting cut, this is a much win or a must win for Morris. Um, I really like Morris by decision or technical decision at minus 110. It was at plus 100 when the line opened, but you got to go with it. I think that Morris is easily going to win this fight. I think she's going to be able to dominate on the ground. And Mello, she's just had a rough start to her UFC career, and I really think that it's going to suffer for her. All right, so uh, so is that that's Mello on that one? Yeah. So no, no, I want Morris by decision right. or technical decision minus one ten. All right, going for the value. Um, some, so with UFC, what I'm seeing already is that basically when you have these kind of fights that you have, you know, you basically have to lay. Like, hundred to win 50 um yeah that there's that the better play is to just pick how the fight's gonna end right because there's certain fighters that are finishers right the the brazilian fighters are more finishers right and then the other ones are strikers it's gonna go a different thing exactly and a huge part of it as well is uh what was i gonna say 
Sorry, I just completely blanked. That's I don't okay. Know I was going to say, well, we were talking about like, you know, that certain styles of fighters, like I said, Brazilians are finishers and then you have like strikers and that will keep the fight going, you know, longer or shorter. So it's like one will, um, you know, it's different ways of betting the fight to find value, you know, trying to find Absolutely. value. It's like, as opposed to like, you know, in boxing, which I know a lot of, right? You know, I have all my fight tickets. I show people all the time, all my fight tickets. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you have these, you know, minus 300, minus 500s, which happen in boxing, you know, it's like maybe a round prop, you know, which is really like, you know, no different than putting, you know, 50 bucks on the roulette wheel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially when you see like guys uh, who are heavy wrestlers, you know, I, I like to take them decision uh, just because, you know, they're going to ride it out on the ground a lot. So just just kind of depends on styles. Yeah. Styles make fights, right? That's what they always say. Yes, sir. Yeah. So we got the next fight coming up and we've got. Zawada, I have it spelled wrong. Um, I'll fix it. Zawada up against... That's what happens when you type and talk at the same time. Zawada up against Amiv. Amiv, minus 265. Another heavy favorite here. So, um, where, can we, where can people watch these fights? Um, so, the prelims are on at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN+. Plus. And then the main card starts at 3 p.m. Eastern time, and that's actually on ABC. And, Brad, I have a quick question for you guys. Do you think the UFC being on ABC is big for the UFC? I mean, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference. You know, yeah. I think with the, with them having it on ESPN, you know, they attract more of the millennial crowd, the 18 to 35-year-olds. Uh, ABC may attract, you know, the older crowd a little, but I don't think it's going to make a huge difference, honestly. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think, like you said, it's going to attract maybe the older demographic and maybe put it in, in a place on TV where it's easily accessible for viewers. Um, but I think other than that, I really don't think it makes a difference whether it's on ESPN, ABC. Um, the only thing I don't like is how the UFC bounces around. So like the early prelims might be on Fight Pass. The prelims are then on UFC, or ESPN+. Plus. Then the main card you have to go on pay per view to buy. So I just don't like that model. I don't like the way it's structured. And for an older audience, it might be difficult to navigate through that technologically. Well, thanks, but uh, <laughs> 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 hey, somehow somehow I make it through the day, you know. But uh, <laughs> but anyways, you know, back to this fight with uh, Zawada and Amiv. Um, You know, I just think it's. I just you know, I'm just always interested because, like you said. These fight, it's always all over the place. It's like, even if you're watching on ESPN, then it's like, you got to go to the computer and watch on ESPN plus, which I did, you know, during the COVID when there was no other sports, I was watching them. And I, I thought like yeah. some of the fights between the unranked guys were, uh, some of the guys were, were that are un, you know, unranked were like just leaving it all out on the floor. And then some of the other matches that we thought were going to be the really good ones ended up being, you know, the one punch and, and done. Um, non-competitive fight, which we love the one punch and done. I mean, I always yeah. way rather see a second round knockout you know, than a you know five round tactical you know wrestling match. But um, you know, it, it's just uh, you never know what's going to happen until the guys step into the ring because you know the different styles and the different way that the fights go. And I mean, I think in those uh, you know in the, some of those fights that were considered preliminaries, you know, during during the COVID. I mean, some of those, I think, were fight of the, are fight of the year candidates, right? So it's like you just never know. Yep. You never know. That's crazy. And I think that's probably the most unique aspect of mixed martial arts itself. And, you know, in a football game when the score is 47-0, you know who's going to win. And in a fight, 
the fight's not over until it's over. You know, we've seen plenty of fights end in the last five seconds, in the last six seconds. After that fighter is lost throughout the entire fight, they somehow pull the victory off in the end, which is all that matters. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's definitely unique. Yeah, the one, um, boy, the, I don't remember her name, but the there's one of those Brazilian women. She has the same last name as another male fighter. Um, I don't Amanda know. Nunez? Uh, no, not her. It's, it's, it was something, it was, a, uh, we'll probably get to a different card and she'll be on there or something, but <laughs> yeah. it was like this thing where she's just getting punched in the face, punched in the face. And all of a sudden they go to the ground, she slips an arm through, it's over. You know, it's like, boom, yeah. you know, it's like that it happens that quick, but let's get on this one. Zawada and, and Ameev, um, once again, we got a plus two and change to so a, a minus two and change, um, looks to be, you know, from the odds. Um, unless you're going dog, you're going to have to find another angle here. Yeah, uh, I think this fight um, is closer than the odds say, honestly. Uh, both these guys have good wrestling. Um, personally, I think Amif have fought, has fought way better guys in Zawada. And I think he's a better fighter all around. So I definitely think Amif is going to pull this fight off. Um, he's a minus 260 favorite, though. So I'm going decision here. I think the fight's going to stay on the ground most of the time. So take Amif via decision, minus 105. How about you, Payne? Brad, I couldn't agree with you more. Amiv is a combat Sambo world champion who fights out of Dagestan, Russia. And it just seems like they have some physical specimens over there in the UFC. And I think they all have the same fighting style. And I think we know what we're going to see. The only thing that makes me a little bit concerned about Amiv is that he lost to Anthony Rocco Martin. Um, but you can't put too much stock into that. Anthony Rocco, he's a pretty good fighter, but... It's definitely a little concerning. It makes me a little bit skeptical of how they created these lines. Um, David Zawada, I really like his activity when he's in guard, and he poses a threat, like a really significant threat off his back. But when you're fighting a well-rounded fighter like Amiv, it's difficult to create distance and land the submissions. Um, he has submitted well-rounded fighters, but I don't predict that happening against Amiv. My pick is Amiv wins by technical decision or decision at minus 110. Yeah, 110. So decision by decision or technical decision. Okay. Yes. But the but the favorite. So so this is a this, so this is a spot for some people that like to parlay them up and sometimes are willing to put a little bit more bigger odds into the parlay or even do a cross sport parlay with some college hoops or something. I don't know people that do. But if you yeah. if you happen to you know if you happen to be doing it, you might want to stick a little Amiv action in there with maybe you know Gonzaga or something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Amiv pulls that out. All right, I just messed up my background. I think I clicked something here, but I'll fix it. But it is Felipe. Uh, it is Carlos Felipe nine and one against Justin Taffa. Um. I got it listed as Tara. It's Taffa. My uh, yep. typing on the fly, not the best, but okay. easily corrected. Hey, it's my first show, too. My first UFC hey. show. <laughs> but uh, let's get right into it. Felipe, this one looks a little bit more competitive. Felipe, minus 185. Both these guys, um, you know, just one loss apiece. So they both taste, They both tasted one loss. So they, so they probably ha go into it with that attitude. I know what it feels like to lose. I don't ever want to feel like that again. And that's that's not a bad thing. Yes, sir. We are on the same page there. But yeah, we got the we got the big boys here, man. The the heavyweights. Um both these guys are huge. Justin Taffa is only four and one. Um, but he's off he's fought on two USC pay-per-view made events. So man, he's used to the bright lights, and I think that could play a role in this fight, but 
Um, Carlos Felipe beat Jorgen de Castro. Tafa got slept by Jorgen de Castro. So I think I'm going to take Carlos uh, Felipe here via KO. Um, you could get that at plus 185. I love the value there. I, someone's going to go to sleep in this fight. And um, Felipe has all around uh, better hands than Justin Taffa. So I think we could see uh, Justin Taffa go to sleep here. So take Felipe via K- uh, KO plus 185. And you, Payne? What you got, Payne? So Filippo, he won his fight against Jorgen, last fight against Jorgen de Castro in October 2020. And he has six wins via KO um, at 67%. But in Taffa's last fight, he won against Juan Adams via TKO in the first round. But it's important to note that Taffa's first UFC loss was to DeCastro, who Felipe previously beat. Um, Taffa also has four wins by KO. He's known for coming out hot in the first round. I guess the best advice I can give you is don't bet on this fight. Don't include Felipe as a leg in a parlay. Heavyweight flights are coin flips. It is sketchy, mad sketchy. If the fight makes it past the first round, Felipe will win this fight. But there's no betting value betting on Felipe money line to win this fight as a one, minus 197 favorite. My pick in this fight is the fight will go under one and a half rounds plus 157. Okay, so just to clarify things, that Tara that you saw there instead of Tafa, it was actually my auto spell correct that got me on that one. I had typed it correctly because I just I flipped the graphic accidentally and it did it again and I had to fix it. But anyways. We go to our next fight, and this one looks to be the tightest odds on the card. I don't know why that is happening either, but hey, we will next time we'll have all this stuff set up in advance. That's the answer. Anyways, Wu and Edwards, basically a coin flip pick them here. Um, Wu comes in eleven and three. Edwards nine and two. Kind of a mix of men and women on this card, right? Is that like a standard thing for, for MMA these yep. days? I'd say typically, I'd say at least probably, I, I don't know the exact breakdown, but I'd say anywhere between 15 to 25% of the fights are typically female fights. Right, Brad, would you say? I would say two to th- two to three fights a card. You'll probably yeah. uh, see women fights. There's money to be made on them, though. Let me tell you what. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I've been to some MMA cards, and, and those women fights, uh, they, they take a backseat to nothing. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Some of the better <laughs> fights. But yeah, um, so to get in this one, this is um, Jocelyn Edwards' first UFC fight, her uh, UFC debut, and it's a late notice fight. Um, honestly, a tough fight to pick. You know, the odds they they moved from Edwards being an underdog to now it's even. Uh, but I believe Jocelyn Edwards will win this fight. I believe her boxing is better than Wu's, and um, her, her ground game worries me a little. But I'm taking Edwards here. I'm honestly probably going to stay away from this one, but t- t- my pick is uh, Edwards Moneyline. How about you, Payne? Yeah, so uh, I, I once again, Brad, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I, I completely agree with you. Uh, Edwards is fighting out of Panama. She's making her UFC debut, but it's important to note that she did have a long previous career as a 9-2 and 1 record. Um, she previously also fought for the belt in the LFA, and Edwards has five wins via KO, three submissions, and one decision. Wu, she opened up as a minus 150 favorite, so there's a lot of money coming in on Jocelyn Edwards. Um, she has a stunning seven wins by KO. She won her last UFC fight against Lauren Mueller, um, but it's I, this is I found this after doing a little bit of the digging. Her opponents have a combined record of two six and zero oh, out of those eleven wins. Also, she has fought six fighters that were making their professional debut, which obviously makes me a little bit skeptical and 
and explains why she has so many KOs. Um, really, I honestly don't understand how Edwards isn't the he the heavy favorite in this bout. If Vegas wants to give us free money, we shall take it. I picked the underdog Jocelyn Edwards money line, or actually not the underdog anymore. I pick Jocelyn Edwards in the pick them. Yeah, slight mild favorite at this point, depending on what booking. You got to shop the lines, you know. That's what yeah. it's all about. Sports betting, you got to shop the lines. You might be able to get plus money at one book, and at other money at other books, you're you're paying up. I'm just looking at one specific online book as we do this. But um, takes us to our last fight of the prelims. I think this is going pretty well for a first show. I mean, not perfect, and you know, no one expected it to be, but uh, not bad kind of moving along and I think pace is pace has a lot to do with it but um here's a name that I re that I recognize Phil Hawes up against uh Imav Imav it looks to be pronounced I'm not sure about that one but Philip Hawes yeah. is a name that I've Imavov. heard of I think it's Imavov Imavov that, yeah. that 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 sounds like that sounds like Payne might actually know the actual name. There. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I know is this little friendly pronunciation sheet right here. It, so. it didn't, it didn't <laughs> send me one. But um, I'm gonna, this, uh, these look like to be two good fighters. When you're the last fight of the prelims, it's kind of like they're trying to get you to buy into the main event, you know? So it's kind yep. of almost like that cliffhanger ending, you know? Where it's like, yeah. wow, if this was the, the undercard, imagine what the, the main card's going to look like. But, uh, yeah, we got beauty here. Yeah, this is going to be a good fight here. Um, Phil Hoss has a lot of power in those hands, um, a knockout artist. Uh, Imovaz more the technical fighter of the two. Um, I think these guys both have bright futures. Uh, I think Imovov is able to avoid uh, some of Hawes' power um, with his movement, which I think could cause Hawes to use his wrestling. Hawes was a uh, Juco national champion. Um, so uh, a lot of people are predicting Hawes to get like a first round, second round knockout. But I think the value lies here with Hawes via decision at plus 470. I think those are great odds. Um, I, I really see Hawes win this fight. And to get him via decision at plus, plus 470, I see a lot of value there. So that's my pick there. I'm, I'm going Hawes uh, via decision. How about you, Payne? You going to stick with Brad here? Because it seems that a lot of people in our audience going the other way here with Imabov. Yeah. Um, I'm actually not going to go with Brad here. You know, this fight, I think the only thing I can agree with him on is this fight easily has the potential for fight of the night. Um, Hawes is young. He has proven that he has potentially be a serious threat to the middleweight division. Um, he's had a spectacular career thus far, and his recent performances in the UFC have really drawn a lot of eyes to him. Imavov, his fighting out of France, his performance against Jordan Williams is also spectacular, and it was also his UFC debut. Um, but Jordan Williams doesn't have the power level that Phil Hawes does. Um, in my opinion, Imavov is the more well-rounded fighter, but the power of Hawes is just astonishing. Um, I'm going to go Phil Hall's wins inside the distance at plus 115. All right. I'm, I don't know about this one. This might one you know, might be one that doesn't make my um, degenerate parlay for the day. But uh, <laughs> we will go to um, our next our next match, and we hit the main card. So uh, I know Payne thinks that it's that I'm going to struggle with this one, but I'm actually going to shut my computer down, the top of my computer, and I'm going to get the remote out. I'm going to flick on abc which is here in hawaii it's channel four so uh <laughs> i'm gonna somehow manage to be able to do that and watch soriano versus totovoric sound good yeah so um 
Both these guys are undefeated. Soriano throws bombs, man. This guy just goes out there and throws absolute bombs. Uh, Todorovic, he he likes to get in the clinch, make the fight a little gritty. Uh, Soriano finished six of his seven fights. Um, Dusko has finished nine of his ten fights. So I think this one uh, ends early. I'm going under one and a half rounds at plus 140. I think this is going to be a quick one. I don't know anything about UFC. I've never heard of either of these guys, but I can tell you looking at the picture, the records, the odds, everything, this one's going to be a good fight. And they, I it think is. it's one of those ones where it's, it could be quick, but it's not going to be one-sided. You know, it's it's going it's to be going to be a war. Yeah, it's going. It might it might be thirty seconds, but it's going to be a great thirty seconds. Payne, what do we got? And uh, just like the Phil Hall's fight, this fight definitely has the potential to being fight of the night. Um, Todorovic is fighting out of Serbia. He won his UFC debut against Dequan's Townsend via KO in October of 2020. Um, Puna Soriano is fighting out of Hawaii. In his last bout, he beat Oscar Piachota via KO in the first round. Soriano also has four wins via KO and two submissions. Um, basically, I think that I'm just going to have to go with Todorovic will win this fight um, by decision or technical decision. And I really do believe that Todorovic is a great leg on a parlay. Brings us to our next fight. We have uh, Buckley versus D. Chirico and the odds makers are telling us this one is one-sided as these seems to be the one of the more lopsided odds on the entire card with uh, Buckley at about minus 270 right here. And I'm going to guess, you know, knowing UFC, eh, sometimes there's some value going against anything here, Brad. Yeah, so Buckley, he's he's the hype train of the UFC right now. Um, you guys all probably seen that crazy KO he had in um, – it was not his last fight, but his fight before that. And then he also has an impressive win over Jordan Wright not so long ago. So um, they're not doing Alexio any favors here, who's on a three-fight uh, losing streak, giving him um, Buckley, who is red hot and has all the momentum in the world. Um, it's a little bit of a square play. You know, this is this is the play that, you know, that a lot of people may think is obvious, but I got to go Buckley via T, uh, KO or TKO at plus 100. I think the UFC is trying to build this guy up, so I think they're giving him another easy opponent in Alexio. So I think Buckley absolutely knocks this guy out. It, it may get a little ugly, so take Buckley via KO plus 100. How about you, Payne? I couldn't agree more, Brad. Um, I really don't even know what else to say. Joaquin will win this fight. Um, his spectacular knockout against Impa was the greatest knockout I've ever seen in my life. And I believe that the line favorites Buckley a little bit too much. But I'm going to go with Buckley by KO, TKO, or DQ plus 100. So Yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally on the Buckley train yet. I'm not on the hype train yet, but I think this is one when he takes again. Yeah. After his last performance against Jordan Wright, Jordan Wright is legit. And he went in mm -hmm. there and just dominated him. Yep. Is his last loss Kevin Holland? Is that his only loss, yep. Brad? I don't know if it's his only loss, but I know if it's his only loss in the UFC. So Okay. So usually when, when um, you know, UFC are in, um, you know, boxing or whatever, when they have a guy like this who's an up-and-comer and kind of the guy that they're promoting, normally they're targeting a specific opponent and that big, big, you know, Payday, you know, that, that Conor McGregor type event, you know, that 
anyone that you could think of that maybe they're trying to push towards um, a showdown with uh, with Buckley. Yeah, it seems like yeah, the they're US definitely trying to build him up. Yeah, it's like they always. How about the Swedish guy with the beard? What's his name that we saw during the COVID? He was seen pretty dominant. Oh, um, Chemayev probably. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kazmet. That guy's a savage. Yeah, He's what weight savage. is he? In? What weight is he? Um, weight. Uh, Walter or well, Walter. Uh, so yep. he's not in the same weight class. But if he was, that would oh, no, be... Actually, actually he's, he's a middleweight. He kind of switches off, but his, his main weight class is uh, middleweight. I think that's what he's going to well, stick maybe, with. Him. Maybe that's what the fight he is. switches off. Though, maybe that's the fight. Yeah. It's Buckley and him. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Yeah, see, we're, we're already all... You got three, it's like I don't even watch this stuff, and you got three people willing to pay for this thing. That's how crazy that is, right? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> we're all like, oh, that would be good. <laughs> hey, uh, and we actually haven't even said this yet. Please smash that like button. It helps us out a lot. It helps us greatly. It's free. We're doing free content. Please smash that like button if you're watching. Yeah, we're just, you know, this is a new show. So the like button will help um, get the show out there, more people. And it's like, it will track that, you know, instead of having me here, you know, directing traffic, maybe get, you know, Joaquin Buckley or something, you know. (laughs) <laughs> it would be a lot more fun okay. than feel like I'd, I'd I'd tune into that one. So uh, you know, by all means, you know, smash that like button. But uh, we've got the um, Ponzinibbio minus two ninety five. Here is the biggest favorite on the card, up against Li Jingliang. Uh, Jingliang Li. Um, I know it's Chinese, right? So it's like it's a it's a Always backwards the way that they do it. It's Lee is the last name. Um, plus 231. Any chance? 28 and 3. That is a lot of UFC fights. That's a lot of fists to the face. Um, but 17 and 6. You know, that's someone who's been around the block as well. Yeah, yeah. This is honestly one of the fights I'm most excited about. Uh, Ponta Nibio, um, he has some. He's someone every USC fan's eyes are on. You know, this guy has, um, you know, championship type skills. Um, he's on a seven fight winning streak. But the thing is, his last fight was back in 2018. Had a lot of problems with his in, uh, with injuries and health problems. Had a blood infection, hand injuries, arthritis. So. Um, you know, I, I definitely think Ponzinibbio wins this fight. I was thinking I was going to go with him by KO, uh, but now I'm thinking more decision. You know, since he hasn't fought back in 2018, we may see a little ring rust. We may see him start a little slow. So I think the value lies here with uh, Ponzinibbio plus uh, 250 for the decision. Payne? I couldn't agree more, Brad. And I know I continue to say I sound like a broken record. But Santiago <laughs> hasn't fought actually since 2017 against Neil Magny, and he destroyed Neil Magny. And Neil Magny's a great fighter right now, and he's truly a contender um, for the title. He also has notable wins against Mike Perry, Gunnar Nelson, Zach Cummings. You know, I really just don't see in any world Lee Jean Liang winning this fight. And uh, I got to go with Brad. Santiago, by decision or technical decision, plus 250 is my pick for this fight. Okay, it brings us to our next fight. Another guy I've heard of, Condit, minus 170 against Brown. I don't know if they do this, in, uh, still do this, co-main events or, you know, whatever. It's a, So this would be the co-main. I don't know. Does Correct. that mean that's five rounds as well? 
on the co-main? Nope. No, no. So it's just three. It'll be three rounds. Just, just three. But it's, so it's just considered a co-main event. Condit, of course, this guy's been around the block uh, a few times. Thirty-one and thirteen coming in against Matt Brown. Twenty-four and seventeen. These are two guys that are veterans of veterans. Um, you know, these guys aren't going to make the stupid mistake. That's for sure. You know, this one's going to go to the better fighter. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely right about that. Um, two guys definitely past their prime. I'm definitely excited for this one. If you've been an MMA fan for a while, uh, Carlos Condit and Matt Brown are staples in the industry. Um, Condit's coming into this fight 37 years old. Matt Brown's coming in at 40. So this is this is kind of like a legendary fight. It's going to be a cool fight. Um, it's definitely a fight I'm going to stay away from. Um, you know, when you when you get two guys past their prime, it's hard to. I think it's a toss up personally. I think this fight should be. Um, the odds should be even personally. I think the value is with Matt Brown as the underdog. Um, it's a slight lean, but also I could see Matt Brown getting slept. You know, he, he gets aggressive. He throws bombs. Um, you know, he, he's a, he's a crazy man. Matt Brown is a crazy man. So like I said, this is one I'm going to stay away from, but I'm leading Matt Brown money line plus plus one forty. Um, I, I think that's where the value is at here. Yeah. I mean, these are two guys, you know, they're past their prime, but I think normally when you have the, the, the second fight to the main event, and you know, regardless of what fighting sport you're watching, they're just trying to get something there that where it's like it's a good fight. You know, it's gonna these are guys that are gonna give it a hundred percent. You know, no one's gonna go in and you know lay down for a paycheck. And I don't think either of these guys are gonna do that. Um, yep. Payne, what do you like here? Yeah. So, uh, so Condit is on a one fight win streak right now, but. If you look at his record, his last win before that was in 2015. Um, he beat Court McGee in 2020, which would have been his last win. Um, but Condit, I really feel like he's just going to destroy Matt Brown. I think Matt Brown, he's a legend of the sport. He truly is a veteran. He'll probably be in the USC Hall of Fame if he's not already. But in no world do I see Matt Brown beating Carlos Condit. And I think the damage that Matt Brown has taken throughout his career really will, really will show during this fight. Um, and my pick for this fight is Condit by KO or TKO at plus 340. Well, your Florida State Seminoles doing a number on the on the NC State Wolfpack at halftime, 57-32. Let's go. Let's go. Favorites. That's what I like to hear. I love that. Got two, my uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are starting tonight, too. Yeah, they're a huge favorite over the Blackhawks. Yeah. Gigantic favorite. But uh, anyways, gets us to our next matchup. And uh, our main event, and I don't not I don't really have it. You know, I don't really know anything about UFC. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm not one of those guys that like hockey season rolls around. And all of a sudden, I understand you know how to bet on hockey or anything. I'm just not one of those guys. But um, I do know that if I don't say Max Holloway is my pick in this one, that I can't walk down the street. Also, I will throw in he was robbed in a couple of those losses too. Yeah, I'm, yeah. agreed. <laughs> I'm just gonna—I have to say it—he <laughs> was absolutely 100%. robbed. I know, but I know that robbed. some of them, he absolutely was robbed. You know, yeah, he was robbed. The second one, he was agreed. definitely robbed. The first fight against Volkanovski might be somewhat debatable. I still think he was robbed, but the second one might have been the biggest robbery of the year. But it was a rough one. Well, here he is on national television on ABC. Normally, he's on the pay-per-view fights. Max Holloway. Um, here he is on ABC for free TV, 21 and six still, you know, it's Max Holloway. I mean, he's known out here in the surf lineups and you know, he's one of the guys and, uh, 
They love them. Love them. So, uh, like I said, I'm on Holloway here. I don't care. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I know so, where I, I know where I eat. Good to go. Yeah, so I'm I'm going. Um, so this is this is a fight I've been excited about. A fight I've been looking forward to for a while. Um, there's no way this is going to be a boring fight. This is going to be an absolute war. It's going to be a stand-up fight the whole time. You know, we got Max Holloway. He was a dominant champ for years. Coming off two losses against Vol- uh, Volkanovski, I think he lost the first fight. I think he won the second fight. It is what it is, like Max Holloway would say. But um, this is Max Holloway's first fight since 2016, and I know he's going to want to get that title opportunity back. Um, on the other hand, we got rising star Calvin Cater on a two-fight winning streak against uh, a tough Dan Ige and a seasoned vet um, Jeremy Stevens. Both these guys are known, uh, known for throwing hands, so just prepare for a war. Let me tell you that. Uh, Cater is known for more of his crisp boxing, sits down on his punches a little more than Max, but Max is known for his incredible volume, and that man never gets tired. Um, my pick here, I'm, I'm going with Max Holloway. I think the volume, I think Cater's going to have moments in this fight where he hits Max. He may hurt Max a little, but man, Max's chin is tough. That Hawaii blood, man, they bleed different out there, and he, he is not going to sleep, so... I think, like I said, Cater has his moments in this fight, but Max Holloway's volume, um, his stamina, is just going to out um, outwork Cater and uh, get a win uh, via decision. So I'm taking Max Holloway by decision at plus 125. Payne? Yeah. Um, once again, I sound like a broken record, Brad. I couldn't agree more. Um, Max Holloway is just a relentless fighter. He throws spinning body kicks. He's a relentless jabs. His takedown defense is spectacular. I'm almost positive that in his last five fights, he's never been taken down. I, I thought I read that somewhere. Um, his volume and stamina is uncomparable to any other fighter. And I'm really just looking forward to this fight. And Brad, I got to agree. I got to go max by decision or technical decision at plus 125 for my pick. All right. Well, this one. Well, that is our main event. So, you know, going back over the card, what would you say your best bets on the card are, Brad? Uh, uh, yeah, so I like the Max Holloway by decision um, is one of my favorite picks. A pick that I like, you know, a lot of you guys may think I'm crazy, but I love Hawes via decision at plus 470. I, I think Hawes wins. The, uh, I think Hawes has the power. But Imovov has great movement, and I think he's able to avoid some of those power punches. And I think Haas squeaks out a de- uh, decision, and you could get that at plus 470. So um, my my favorite value pick is definitely that Haas via decision, plus 470, and Max Holloway by decision. And how about you, Payne? Yeah, I would say Max by decision as well. I would go Joaquin Buckley with the KO um, inside the distance, and I would go my most valuable pick is Todorovic by decision or technical decision at plus 330. And are you saying, so are these your parlays or you have parlays as well? No, those are just like my most valuable picks. Okay. My parlays well, are completely different. All right. Well, that is the, that you guys that watch our morning shows and you know how we roll. Got to have a birdcage. Brad, what's your, uh, yep. what's your Fight Island 7 birdcage for us? Yep, so I'm going to go. My first fight's going to be the female fight. I'm taking Jocelyn Edwards' money line, Max Holloway via decision, and Podzinibio via decision as my birdcage. Nice. And how about you, Payne? I'm going Jocelyn Edwards' money line, 
Max Holloway decision or technical decision plus 125 and Todorovic money line. There you have it. You don't leave, uh, you don't leave our shows without giving a birdcage. But uh, so, you know, to, to uh, bring everyone up to speed that joined us late, we're going to be doing these shows regularly. There's going to be a regular weekly show probably at this time or, you know, we'll, we'll find the time. But I believe this will this for now is the time. And um, then we're going to do pre-fight, correct? For the prelims, we're gonna do we're gonna do in between the prelims and the main card. And if you're open to doing the pre-fight, maybe we can do that for like the big fights, like the Conor McGregor fight and something of that magnitude. Um, but we can discuss the logistics and everything. It's really whatever you guys want to do. And if the fans want to see it, we'll do it. And that's really it. Smash that like button. Yeah. So what what <laughs> what we um. What we think will happen, um, you know, is that eventually um, I'll be phased out of the show, of this show. And it's, you know, it's probably a good thing because uh, I really don't know that much about the UFC. Okay, you know, it's their first time on here. So I kind of just to get to get a flow, they'll be able to now look at the show and say, well, you know, we could do this between ourselves. It's kind of kind of hammered out like one guy will start one fight and then the next guy will start the next fight. So it's not pain always saying, well, you yeah, know, Brad just said this exact same thing, you know, yeah. but anyways, I thought not bad for, <laughs> not bad for a first crack guys. I, uh, I, like I said, I'm excited to have you guys here. I'm not, I can't always say that with everyone that joins us, but I am excited to have you guys. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I see, I see big things ahead. Um, you know, I, I told them before the show, I didn't think anyone was, he said, I don't know if anyone's even going to tune in for the live show. I think over the course of the week, people will watch. But at the live show, we had you know pretty good turnout, close to 100 people watching pretty much the whole way for the live show. I'm going to guess we'll get a few thousand um, before fight day. So thanks a lot. I think a good first crack. You always got to start somewhere. And uh, I think we started on the right foot. Thanks everyone that joined us that smashed the like button. And uh, be sure plenty more from Payne and Brad on the way. Thank you, guys, and we'll have to come up with a name for our UFC, for our regular show, and then we'll have to call it, you know, whatever the name for the show is, Fight Night. Have a great night, everyone. I'll see you guys at 10 a.m. this morning. These guys will see you this weekend, Fight Island. Saturday. Saturday, Fight Island. Bye, guys. Thank you.